Welcome back to Happy Porch Radio, the podcast for progressive agency owners and web professionals. Season three is focused on the growing number of agencies who are making the world a better place. We explore what this even means, why is it different from any other agency, and how can it be reconciled with the real-world challenges of running a profitable agency. Join your host, Barry O'Kane, as he speaks to leaders of agencies who are driven by their values to positively impact the world around them. Hello, and welcome back to Happy Porch Radio. My guest this week is founder of the incredible Matter Unlimited, whose mission is to amplify the power of brands and organizations to drive growth and positive change in the world simultaneously. Rob Heltzer founded Matter Unlimited to drive positive lasting change in the world by leveraging the power of advertising, digital marketing and branding. And in this interview, he shares the start of that journey as well as his vision for the future. Inspired by his passion for sustainable impact, Rob is also heavily involved in a number of other inspiring organisations, and we touch on that in the start of our conversation. So let's meet Rob. Hi, I'm Rob Holzer. I'm the founder and CEO of Matter Unlimited. Awesome, and welcome to Happy Porch Radio, Rob. It's really great to have you here. Thanks. Good to be here. So just before we start talking a little bit more about Matter Unlimited, as you know, and the listener will know, this season of Happy Porch Radio is all about values-driven agencies. But before we dig into that, I know that you're involved in a long list of different schemes and organizations and things. I guess there's a multiple schemes. different schemes. <laughs> Lots of schemes. Um, but So I'd love to hear a little bit more about the work or the, the what you're involved in outside of initiatives. That's what I'm looking for, outside of mm-hmm. uh, Matter Unlimited. Okay. You mean in general? Um... Yeah, because I noticed there's a couple of things that really stuck out in, for me. One was this shared value initiative. Yeah, you know, I think that through our work, we start to, um, you know, we start to get asked and pulled into different um, things that are very, very interesting and related. I think when it comes to outside organizations that are important to me and important to the company, you know, I'm very big proponent of communities, communities of individuals, entrepreneurs, like-minded people that are doing uh, great things in the world. I think the Shared Value Initiative, we became kind of involved with that organization when they got kind of got started. It was through our relationship. We were the agency for the Clinton Global Initiative, and they launched the Shared Value Initiative at CGI's annual event. And so when I heard about it, I contacted them right away because Michael Porter, you know, was certainly an inspiration when I started Matter Unlimited. He's the Harvard business professor who kind of coined the term shared value and wrote an article in a Harvard Business Review that was very seminal about purpose and companies and, you know, balancing financial success with societal value. And I mentioned that I had an agency that was focusing exclusively on this kind of work. And they said that they were in the process of putting together a group of, of organizations that were focused on that type of work. So it's a great organization. Glad to be a part of it. And I think that, you know, personally, and then, you know, matter itself, we're involved with a number of different organizations and communities. Summit series is a group uh, that I am very close to, you know, which is a group of really outstanding entrepreneurs and people who are looking to 
kind of come together, collaborate, talk about issues of the world, and hopefully impact the world at a higher level. Also, the Schusterman Foundation has an organization called Reality, which I've been a part of for a while, which focuses on you know, helping to inspire and bring together the next generation of change makers to repair the world in many ways to, to work on issues of impact. So I think there's a lot of organizations that are doing great work that we love being a part of. And um, I feel really, really excited and jazzed um, to be asked to do these things from time to time. Mm, yeah. And that's really interesting to me as well. You, you used the word community several times there. It's really interesting to me that the people I'm speaking to for this season are very often, you know, they're very outward looking, more than just focused on the agency. And my question to you is, I guess what you're implying there is that you're, you've got this, you personally have this purpose or this values driven, this framework. You know, you want to get involved and, in, as you say, you know, repair the world and help young change makers and be involved in these broader initiatives. Um, is that something that for you is very closely integrated with your work with the agency? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's that's really the reason I started Matter. You know, I had an agency before Matter that was a brand agency that started off as a digital agency and then became an integrated agency. And we grew and we had a lot of success in building brands. I eventually sold that agency to a larger network. And when my tenure was up there, I was thinking about what I could do next. And, you know, at that point, my own value system had been shifting personally and you know, through <laughs> just through life and uh, personal experience. I was shifting, you know, what I found to be valuable. And then when faced with the idea of how I'm going to spend my time next at work. And, you know, I think when you when you successfully sell a business, then for some crazy reason, people think you're smart, but <laughs> I think, I think uh, a lot of it was just the circumstances, but yeah, I did some decent things and had some decent moves, but you know, I had a lot of options of things that I was going to be able to do or, or could get myself involved with. And for me, the most important idea was how do I integrate my work with my personal value system and trying to be of service really was kind of how I was thinking about that. And I was just thinking, well, I know this business really well and I'm really, you know, I seem to seem to be good at it. So instead of trying to jump into something totally different, how could I reframe marketing and advertising and use and leverage that very powerful tool to have impact? And that's where matter really was dreamed up. Mm, very powerful. And do you think that or was there a conflict before that point, you know, when you had that space after selling and the space to look or what the, the opportunities to look for something new and different? But was there any conflicts or was the selling the agency and moving on the trigger for that? Or was this something that was kind of bubbling in the background before that? Yeah, I think personally, you know, going through different hardships in my life and losing losing a dear friend to cancer or, or like going through the process of, you know, just life as you get older. And I think also just looking at the context of the work, you know, having been involved, we, we had a lot of fashion and luxury clients at Syrup, which is the previous agency. And, you know, I'd sort of reached this point where I wasn't connected to the output anymore. I didn't really want to feed into a system of just kind of overconsumption 
that I felt was kind of at, a, at the root of some of the problems that we're, we are facing in the world. And, and advertising and marketing does develop that. Look, it's a, it's a very powerful weapon. And we change behavior for millions of people every day. That's our job. And, you know, I had worked on a couple of projects with Syrup that were very inspirational, one being working with GE for seven years on Ecomagination, which was their initiative uh, to develop a business unit uh, of sustainable products. And watching a big company like that really transform its brand around this initiative was very inspirational and, and, and you know, very rewarding to be a part of as their digital agency of record for all those years. And so that that really started me thinking and then also in 2008 our agency was behind building hope act change for president obama when he was running in his first election and part of the group that put together the yes we can video during the primary uh, which is really seminal in him getting the nomination and moving a lot of people and rallying a lot of people in his direction. So I started to see, okay, well, what we do really has a lot of power to affect change. And it got me thinking that, you know, could it be possible to have an agency that only did this kind of work and could I make it successful? And if I did make it successful, that would serve as a model to the rest of the industry to show some of my peers that might be feeling the same way that, well, they, they can do their work, but they can do it in an entirely different way. Mm. So in those early days of setting up and moving towards setting up a new agency, mm -hmm. what was different um, about that process and about building a team and starting a new uh, and setting up something new? What was different if you're saying you're solely focused on, on, on this aspect? Well, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's already you sort of narrow down to, uh, well, first of all, service-based business is, is a unique animal. And having now done it for this will be my 20th year <laughs> running uh, agencies, it's a really particular kind of an animal. It's a very people-centric business. So you need talent at a high level, at a high cost, and you need to develop clients very quickly. You need to to you know, get people to really believe that you can provide them the service. It's competitive. It's more competitive now than certainly it's ever been. There's so many agencies. So I think when you narrow down to having a particular focus, that's a good thing because it gives you some point to differentiation. The problem is, is what I did was choose an, an area and a discipline and a focus that just completely didn't really exist. And when you're that far out in front of things, it's really challenging to convince clients that you are the, the, the organization that they need to do the thing that they need to do. And I knew that if we compromised on, you know, the type of work that we took, like say, okay, well, we're going to be this purpose-led agency, but you know, we'll do some of this other stuff that really isn't really purpose-led on the side, then our brand really was, hadn't, you know, no value really, and no, no intrinsic integrity. And, this, the mission that we're trying to do. So it was hard. And I think that it's interesting because it was kind of a repeat of what happened with my first agency. My first agency, we decided that it was really silly that there was an ad agency on one side and a digital agency on another side. And those were two different things because the world was working differently. So we started calling ourselves an integrated agency. And this was in like 2000 and, or 2001. And people didn't understand what that meant. So it was hard for 
companies to put us in a box where they could hire us until finally a company did take a shot on us. And then the whole world turned in our direction. And that became what a modern marketing agency is. I think with purpose and, you know, the purpose-led economy, as I like to say, six years ago, people didn't really see that. And they didn't really, they might have wanted to believe it, but there was still a lot of unprovenness around that being, you know, a real business driver. And that was the struggle in the early days is finding our footing within that and convincing clients that, you know, we can really help you as an agency to figure this stuff out. And, you know, luckily the world is a very different place in 2017 and almost 2018. And, you know, the world has moved in our direction again. And, you know, luckily we've struggled through those early years and we've been able to put together some great client relationships and great work behind it that now positions us in a place where companies really see the value of and the unique value of what we're offering in our specialty. But that's a that's a tough place to be when you're trailblazing. Mm. And and you were trailblazing in that, but you also had the previous experience. You know, you had you you were coming to the beginning of that journey, but with the skill set and experience of having run an agency. So yeah, e- even sure. with that experience, you're you're describing it. You know, it being tough. Yeah, and I think that's a huge leg up. Is the you know kind of I had known a bit, you know, kind of the stages, you know, the stages of development and growth, and also what it might take to to get it going and get it off the ground. I think. You know, when I first started with my first agency, I had no idea about anything. So it, it does help. It's still it's still tough. I think, you know, I was able to leverage relationships and networks of people that I had built up over the years, which is great. But it's still tough work to try and, you know, execute. Mm, yeah. So you, you kind of gone through that journey twice, that tough startup, you know, and trailblazing journey that you're talking about. I don't mean startup and in, 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 I mean starting up. <laughs> what was different apart from the fact that you'd done it before? Was there anything different the second time around because you had kind of this extra or this slightly different motivation, the purpose-led part? Yes, I think that that one of the great and this is also the great gift of doing this work, it, and it was a bit of my hope, but. I didn't quite know how much kind of would, would, would happen until I got into it. But ultimately, I think the learning curve of understanding the, the world that we operate in was something that I was extremely excited about, but also took a lot to really. And, and it was just really time and dedication and kind of pursuit of, for lack of better words, the world of social impact, the world of humanitarian and development work happening, uh, the understanding of the players and the, the way that, that things happen in the world was an education process for me and for all of us at the company. And I think that when I say, you know, what's unique about matter, it really is this piece of understanding of, well, we have an understanding of brand and we have an understanding of culture. And those are things that agencies need to have. But we also have this third component of understanding the world of social impact. And we layer all of these things together to have a unique perspective and point of view on the world that was developed. So that was something of a learning curve that, that 
gives us this unique perspective. But it was also extremely exciting. And I feel, you know, one of the great values of doing this work is is now understanding kind of a, in a deeper way how good work happens around the world. And that that's something, you know, very, very different and, and I think necessary in this work. Whereas, you know, these days there's a lot of agencies diving into the space. I think that when you see the work coming out, there's a certain, not in all cases, but there is not as much depth to the marketing efforts. And maybe you can kind of peg where it's the organizations don't quite understand at a, at a, at a certain depth, you know, the, the way, the way that the organization is trying to impact the world. So, so that's a great learning and great support. Mm. So, do you have an example? You're talking about the, that sort of learning, which is kind of you know different from uh, the technical skills or the you know the sort of industry general skills. Do you have an example to kind of bring that to life? Yeah, I think you know our recent work with with Merck on their Merck for Mothers project is is a great example. I think there's a way to go at work where you can just kind of dive in and look for the big idea. But I think with that organization, what we wanted to really do was to dive in and, and have a real deep understanding of, number one, why did this company do this? Uh, it's a $500 million, 10-year commitment to end maternal mortality. Your, the company doesn't, doesn't sell any drugs in maternal mortality in that issue. They took on this issue expressly because they wanted to affect something with their scale and growth, but they didn't want it to be perceived as them trying to just, you know, sell stuff. And I, and, you know, that was a big story. So when the organization came to us, they were really looking for almost marketing and content, you know, make us something to kind of tell the story. But we said, there's a big story here that we have to get to the bottom of that, that, you know, People just don't know that you as an organization are doing this, which is amazing. And then who's the audience and who are you trying to move and kind of getting deeper into, you know, the why of getting into this work and was really important before we figured out what we were going to make. Mm -hmm. And so we did some deep dive on a strategic level with them to understand what this initiative meant and developed a real platform for them on which we could create creative executions, you know, which would include eventually a virtual reality film that we did to motivate global health workers that they can leverage to influence people all the way to the brand anthem film, which would be much more public to kind of encapsulate the emotionality behind this initiative and why they they are involved in it and how partners were coming to the table to solve the problem. So I think our sensitivity to, to diving deeper into the issue and understanding how their organization worked with other partners and governments around the world and what they were ultimately trying to achieve allowed us to deliver a result that really spoke directly to these audiences that, that we had identified that they wanted to reach versus just making, you know, coming up with a big idea of like, something and, you know, putting out some creative work behind it. I think that that's ultimately, that's the kind of work that we want to do. We're finding ourselves more and more in that position where we get the chance to do it with great companies. Mm, yeah, that's outstanding. 
so you're describing that journey with uh, with these types of clients. How does that work internally? The, the word culture is is the only thing I can only word I can think of to ask this question. But how is the internal team dynamics? Um, do, does it feed into things like recruitment and uh, you know and and the sort of the way things are operating internally? Yeah, I think luckily we're not a giant agency with you know hundreds or thousands of people. We're a small team and. Our organization really works across the disciplines in a very collaborative way. So, you know, I think that we break any project that we're going to get into, any client situation we're going to get into, we're going to collaborate internally across the discipline. So we have the creative lead who is sitting very closely to our strategy lead, who sits very closely with the account lead and ultimately the production lead. So those four people, and then if there's technology involved, we'll have a tech lead. But the collaboration amongst that group in a really tight way is extremely important where there isn't just one group and we don't just say to the creative team, okay, well, here's the brief and go think about it. And that's it. It's, it's working together. And our strategy group brings in that kind of the research, the insights, but also the insights into the social impact space. And just so happens, we've been doing a lot of work in it for many years. So there's a body of knowledge that's kind of built into us, you know, around that, that, that understanding of, you know, who the players are, what's been done in the past, what are things that are coming up in that particular issue space? What are organizations that are working on this? Who are partners that could come to the table? So that's, that strategic layer is very deep here, which I think sometimes it's not as deep in, in agencies where they're just looking for, you know, what's the creative insight that will allow the marketing to work. So that, those people are working very closely with the creative team. And then the account team is really a group that understands the client. And our clients are nonprofits and foundations, high net worth individuals, as much as they are brands. So it could be, you know, what's really important is to understand the goals of the organization very deeply. So those things work together. And then ultimately the production piece is the nuts and bolts piece that says, okay, now that we have these, the, could, could we really get this idea done with the budgets we're trying to work with. And the great thing with us is that we leverage a network of talent globally that are amazing creatives, whether they're filmmakers or technologists or, you know, all different types of people that make stuff that we bring and bring to projects to kind of work with us collaboratively. So I think the process exists in a lot of agencies like this, but I guess it's just about you know, that strategic layer that marries to the creative layer. Mm. And it's very, very tight here. Mm. That's probably a bit of difference. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And how do you choose clients and projects to work on? Do you have a very clear set of within the team, this is our values, this is the type of project, or is it a much more case-by-case gut call? Yeah, I think it is case-by-case. You know, we have turned down work, I think, through the years, uh, a number of clients and projects that, you know, would have been really lucrative, would have been great, but ultimately we couldn't work on. And it is case by case. I mean, I think our perspective is we will speak with a wide variety of organizations. You know, we don't come in with with prejudices right off the bat. But I think that we really want to 
look at the work that we're being asked to do and look at the organization's motivations around that work. And it, there, it, certainly if we think that there is what we sometimes call good washing or mm. greenwashing, we will walk away from that work because we don't feel like it would be in both the organization's best interests or our interest to get involved with the work. That's the case where organizations are sometimes just kind of putting lipstick on a pig and trying to, you know, make something bigger than it is in a more or just doesn't ring as true. But those cases are, are pretty few and far between. I think I think sometimes it's just about that we can't feel like we can do the groundbreaking work that would move the meter for the client. Mm. And then we might turn the work down. But yeah, it's very much case by case. Mm. Within your team, do you need to work to keep people's values aligned and like for to keep the team interested, or is it, or is there a challenge in in people pulling in different directions or having different motivations outside this very focused values? I think they're pulling. I think they're pulling me back all the time. <laughs> honestly, I think uh, you know, yeah, it's it's hard as a as a business leader and runner to you know. When you're trying to run a business and grow it and scale it to sometimes I, I lose perspective. I think there's a reason why people are here at Matter. There's a reason why people have joined this agency and a reason why I think every week we get a lot of calls and letters and from really talented people who want to see about working here or what it's like to work here or how we started it, et cetera, because I think that there's a motivation from people who get reach a certain point in marketing and advertising that they want to know what what they're doing it for they're tired of doing this kind of work to sell more widgets to more people that people don't need and they reach a frustration point so my team is extremely passionate about what we do and you know really dedicated and even in their own lives you know we encourage everyone to be out there in the world and and doing work and and that is doing something and they all do and so i think it's more they are keeping me on top of what we're, what our mission is as much as i'm trying to do that with them but it's a pretty natural thing i think as i said maybe 6 years ago when i started it was harder to we we were kind of scrappy and scrounging at stuff. I think now, you know, we get to look at some really amazing work or potential projects and with amazing organizations and companies themselves are going through big, big, you know, kind of gut checking transformations that are exciting. So I think everyone's really excited about the work that comes across our us. Mm, awesome. Do you? And I want to tie that back to something you said earlier on, where you had you were very clear when you were starting the agency that you wouldn't compromise on in terms of the type of work that you take on. You described that as basically completely destroying the you know the reputation or the image of the company. Do you think if you hadn't been that strong and definite at the start that you would be uh, where you are now? If you had, for example, taken that compromise, you know, hey, this one's going to earn us some money. We need the money to just get through the next six months, you know? I mean, you never know the answer. But, yeah, I think I think ultimately, you know, you got to believe in what you do and you got to stand up for what you do. That's it. And I, I think I did that with my previous agency, too. And I think we did great stuff. We wanted to be a really creative first agency, et cetera. But I think with Matter, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different. If we're really going to go out there and say that we are – walking you got to walk the walk 
And that's, for me, it's really important in this work. And I think we've heard it through the years that our clients have hired us, not only because, you know, our capabilities, but expressly because our values align with what either their aspirations were or what they were doing. And I think more and more, this is where the world is going. People want to work with people that they like, but I think they want to work with people that they feel are aligned with their values or offering something as perspective. And everyone wants to work with people with integrity. So we hope and we strive to to hold the line on things, even if they're difficult. I think you got to do that. And I think there's really, at the end of the day, there's there's no point in in saying you're something and then not acting like it. So even if it's been hard sometimes along the way, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's really been more about our meta mission, I would say here, which is to, you know, really have impact at scale, you know, and have make a positive dent in the world in some way with, with what we have as talents. So I think that that's mostly, that's really, what we're after. So if we're really after that, we can't compromise on the work. If we had done that, yeah, I think people could, I never wanted people to point at them and say, you know what, they're kind of full of crap. They, they, they say they do this, but they really do that. And that was never something that I wanted to happen with us. Mm, yeah. I find it quite inspiring that you're so very clear and strong in that. What's the future? What's the next? How do you measure this ongoing success of this meta mission that you're describing? I think it's, it's really, you know, our company is a, is a reflection of our mission. Our mission is taking hold in the world. The kind of clients that are calling us, the, the kind of people who want to work with us is a reflection of, you know, whether or not we're successful in what we do. And we're feeling it now, which is great. We have momentum and the world is turned in our direction, as I said. And I think, you know, it's not, I don't have those educational meetings anymore where I'm trying to convince someone that, you know, the world is, has moved into a purpose led economy and that, you know, companies don't have the luxury of standing on the sidelines anymore. I think it's very clear. I think the current president in America has even pushed us closer to and, and made it more relevant and more urgent. We have some real challenges right now in the world and companies have such power to affect change at scale. And if they want to stay relevant and innovative, which is the heart and blood of, of being a long-term thriving company and organization, you have to innovate and you need the best people to do that. And more and more younger people don't want to work for organizations that don't represent their values or, or have a real North star to them. So it's no longer a luxury. It's not a side activity. It's not a corporate social responsibility or reputational exercise. It is brand centric and um, business centric to really figure this out and get on, get your company aligned with, you know, your values and community and allow people to understand that clearly. So that's where the world is, is now. So we get to, to just kind of dive in deep with it, which is better than having to go through the exercise of convincing people that this thing is actually a thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And with Matter, does it feel like you're, as you said, you were breaking ground maybe when uh, when the agency was starting, but now it feels like, do you have a, do you have a vision of what the next six, eight years will be like? 
Yeah. You know, I always said that another part of of my own personal mission was that if I could prove that I could create a successful agency like this that only worked on, you know, purpose-led work, that other people would start them and then it would help people within our industry and transform the advertising industry in some way. And I see that a little bit. And I don't know if it's just us, there's other people in it. But I think that, you know, there's certainly more agencies doing what we're doing. There's even the big agencies that are opening up divisions and, you know, talking the talk that we're talking. So it's having impact for me, you know, the next the next couple of years, the, the focus here now is that we are building, you know, long-term relationships with clients and we're growing. We opened up an office in San Francisco this summer. So we have an office on both coasts and scaling the teams both in New York and San Francisco is a focus and potentially looking at operations elsewhere, depending where our clients take us. But we're also looking at things differently because we are now invited into some pretty rarefied rooms on issues that we care about. So really even thinking about platforms around, you know, some of the big challenges in the world and, you know, who could we bring around the table on these issues, whether it's brands or uh, nonprofits, NGOs, organizations, talent, culture, how do we kind of develop and help orchestrate, you know, really impactful initiatives around these challenges to help communicate them better and, you know, have some positive movement in the directions we want. We're kind of looking at things a little bit more like that versus getting hired as an agency for a project. And so I see us getting more involved with longer term efforts. You know, we're doing that with maternal mortality. We're doing that with President Obama, and we have been for the past two years, and now with the Obama Foundation on My Brother's Keeper, looking at opportunity gaps in America for young boys and men of color, and how can we move the meter on that? We're involved in poverty projects, we're involved in climate change in a big way. So I think for us, it's it's looking at these issues and seeing how can we take what we know and and help kind of herd cats and develop great creative ideas and rally people and, and create some impact there. That's ultimately what we're going to be focused on, certainly for the next foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. As I said before, inspiring. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate that and sharing um, so openly about everything you and the agency are doing. Very final question for our listeners who want to find out a little bit more about the agency and the, about the work that you personally are involved in, where can we direct them? Yes, certainly our website, which is makethingsmatter.com. And following us on social media certainly helps. It's at Matter Unlimited. Personally, myself, it's at Rob Matters. And we would love to hear from anyone, whether it's people who are looking to work with us, to collaborate with us, and clients that are looking to have real partners in the room. I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, we struggle even with the word agency because you know, our relationships run really deep or we're, we're, we think that all the time that we're working on the same side of the table as the people that we work with and we're in it for the long haul. So anybody who's interested in that, just can give us a call or reach out. Outstanding. And as usual, those links and social media links will be on happyporchradio.com on the show notes. Thanks again, Rob. I really appreciate your time. You got it. Thank you.
You can get all the links and notes from this episode on happyporchradio.com, where you can also find out how to send us questions, feedback, and get involved in the conversation about this series. If you enjoyed the show, please share with anyone else who might enjoy it too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.